You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Game time with Boomer Esiason. This week's guest was the NCAA Player of the Year and now one of the NHL's scoring leaders, Johnny Goudreau. They say dynamite comes in small packages, and today's guest continues to prove that's true on NHL ranks across North America. The smallest player ever drafted by the Calgary Flames and an unpredictable spark plug who produces wow moments on a nightly basis and he's on pace to challenge some of the franchise records set by hall of famer jerome ginla it's my pleasure to welcome the dynamic johnny gaudreau johnny it is great to see you i feel like i know you personally because of all those years i spent at bc with you yeah thanks for having me yeah this is awesome i'm super excited and uh thanks for all the, the kind things you said about me hopefully i can you know keep playing well well, you are playing well, and as we speak today, you're in contention for the Art Ross Trophy given to the NHL's leading scorer. Of course, your flames are on fire. You guys are battling for first place out there in the Pacific Division. Your name has been mentioned for the Hart Memorial Trophy. What is it going to take to finish this season off strong? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we just keep getting better and better as a team. I think right now we uh, kind of went through a little bit of a kind of a slump there before we went on a 10-game win streak, and uh you know our coach kind of uh, a lot of video and a lot of practices we had uh, got hit with COVID as well so we had a lot of time to kind of just you know look at our game a little bit more and it's really helped us here this past uh you know month or so so hopefully we can keep it going and kind of you know separate ourselves from the rest of our Pacific division and, and go from there yeah I don't think people realize that in December 24 20- Flames players, including yourself, tested positive for COVID-19. The team was essentially shut down for three weeks. I mean, how frustrating and what was that? First of all, what were your symptoms like uh, and did you get real sick or was it just uh, like a, a mild issue? Yeah, it was It was crazy. Some guys kind of got sick. I personally didn't have a single symptom. I felt like I kind of... Uh, was more out of shape after just sitting at home for 10 days rather than if I could have just played through it I would have been you know kind of completely fine I, I felt pretty much 100% throughout those you know 10 12 days so uh we got back to it and had a, a couple practices and got right back into the, the swing of things I got to believe that Calgary the fan base has got to be crazed about the success thus far this season yeah they're excited uh We've uh, haven't had the most success here in Calgary in my you know eight nine years here in Calgary, but uh, you know we're playing really well right now. The fans are super excited, and uh, it's like a whole different level when, when the playoffs come here in Calgary. They get so excited, they're fired up. The whole city's dressed in red, and it's uh, I've gotten to be a part of it you know three four times now. But it's just they they love it. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited, and 
I'm sure the fans are super excited as well. Well, they, they better be excited because it's been 29 years since a Canadian-based team has won the Stanley Cup. I'm sure you've heard that number over and over and over again over the last couple of months. Uh, are, they, are they allowed to talk Stanley Cup in Calgary these days? Yeah, I mean, living in Canada, you have the Canadian sports centers and TSNs, and you hear that number quite often, whether it's in the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, then the year, you know, that 20, that, that number comes up a lot. And uh, hopefully this year we can be, uh, you know, the team that helps bring Canada, you know, the Stanley Cup back. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough, tough trophy to win. And there's a lot of really good teams night in, night out. You know, any team can beat anyone. So it's, uh, it's, it's uh, tough, tough to win in this league. But, you know, right now we're playing well. And hopefully, you know, we can uh, kind of end that drought here come uh, June. Big physical team led by maybe one of the shortest guys in the league. All right, we're just getting warmed up with the great Johnny Gaudreau. We'll look at his Jersey guy background when game time continues right after this. Uh, we have a little game here on game time that we like to call the Johnny Challenge. Are you up for it? Yeah, let's give it a try. All right, great. Here we go. Name the Johnny who trademarked the nickname Johnny Football while playing for Texas A&M. Welcome back to Game Time with Boomer Esiason. Welcome back to Game Time. Johnny Goudreau grew up in southern New Jersey, just across the Delaware River from Philadelphia. His father, Guy, who managed the local ice skating arena, said we raised him to play hockey, have hockey, and enjoy hockey, adding that people don't realize how hard it is to get to Johnny's level. You have to have breaks, and you have to have coaches that like you. And speaking of coaches who like you, your dad, Guy, coached you at Gloucester Catholic High School. What was that like playing for your dad? Yeah, he coached me all my life. Uh, it was a lot of fun. He, uh, some car rides home weren't as much fun, but, uh, you know, he did a great job at, you know, when it comes to, you know, coaching, he coached and he, he worked me hard. And when it's come to being a dad, you know, off the ice, he was, he was great and, and uh, you know, raised me, uh, you know, really well in my family. So um, it was a lot of fun. He coached me for 15, 16 years. So I was, uh, I was around him a lot. Oh, that's great. I love that story. I also read that in order to get you interested in skating, now tell me if this is true. I mean, did he drop Skittles on the ice and make you go after the Skittles? Is that yeah, how he got you on the uh, ice? Yeah, yeah, he would put <laughs> Skittles around the ice and I used to love him when I was younger, so uh, I really wouldn't. He got me out there super early, so I was like two years old, and I, I really couldn't stand up on my skates too well. So he said at first I'd start crawling to the Skittles, and you know as I you know started picking myself up and then skating to the Skittles, and uh, just a un unique way how to, to get your kid to start skating and love, love playing hockey. You know, somehow your mom and dad saw hockey in your future in some way, shape, or form. I think they saw it as a player and they wanted to put you on the ice. I'm just wondering, because you were smaller uh, as a player growing up, as you are now, what did they do dietary-wise to, to help you bulk up and get a little bit bigger? Yeah, me and my younger brother, we always had that problem kind of putting on weight, keeping our weight. So uh, my dad had me playing two years up in age uh, when I was playing in hockey and playing in different tournaments and stuff. And then at home before school, he always, every morning, I don't think he liked it, but he, you know, cooking us cheese omelets and then he'd put, he'd make us a milkshake, a protein shake, have to throw like 
three scoops of chocolate ice cream in there, whole, whole bunch of whole milk and some whey protein, and yeah. he let us drink, and it tastes like, just like a milkshake. So we enjoyed it every morning. We got to have that before high school. So, But, uh, you know, he just tried to do it to, to make sure we maintained our weight there. Yeah, you're talking about high school, and uh, I read where you had your senior year at Dubuque, Iowa, at a high school out in Dubuque, Iowa. Why, why Dubuque, Iowa? Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, there's a junior league out there that, you know, you get a lot of recognition from, and uh, you can play in that junior league and still go to college. And uh, I was fortunate enough to go there. I, I still talk to my Billet family that I had there. They still come out to Calgary and visit me. I was uh, super fortunate to live with some great people. I had a great coach, and I didn't really know what to expect, but I loved my time there. We actually got to win the championship there, too, and uh, just a really, really special year for me. And uh, I think that's kind of what got me, you know, started into really, you know, playing really, really well as a hockey player. And I, I kind of thought I maybe potentially could do this for a living. And I was super fortunate. You know, you got to have two parents and they got to be all in. And obviously your dad was all in. Your mom, Jane, uh, tell me what she taught you about life and education and growing up to become a man. Yeah. Uh, my mom, you know, there's no hockey practice if, you know, the schoolwork wasn't done. If I was sick from school or, you know, kind of fake sick from school and didn't want to go to school, you know, there's no hockey practice. You're not playing hockey on the weekend. So, um, and they taught me, you know, when I was younger, you know, how important it is if you want to go to college, you know, you need to have you know good grades, you know, you need to attend school, you need to participate in, in things like that. So um, I was very fortunate how, you know, strict they were with school and it ultimately let me, let me go to a super uh, great school in Boston College in Boston there and, I was super fortunate enough to be able to, to get in with my grades, and it was all because of them. All right, we'll return with a man who trademarked the nickname Johnny Hockey after these messages. Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. It's game time with Boomer Esiason. Johnny Gaudreau helped lead Boston College to the 2012 NCAA Championship. Teammate Chris Kreider, now with the New York Rangers, recalls Johnny had game-breaking ability. He could do something once or twice a game that would just make you shake your head and make you wish you could do it as well. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, long before you stepped on the campus at Chestnut Hill, you had already been drafted by Calgary in the fourth round, number 104 overall. How did your teammates react to the fact that you had already been drafted? Now you were going to college. They were great. Uh, they, you know, they were super happy that I got to come to BC. Uh, I still talk to a lot of them. A lot of them still play in the NHL. Um, and a lot of them were drafted as well. So we kind of got to go through that experience together and, um, you know, attend Boston College and, you know, go through, you know, going to classes and having practice together and this and that. So we got to do it together, and ultimately uh, we all ended up going to different teams and not being drafted the same team. But it was, it was a really cool, special experience. Did you ever have any doubt when you stepped on the ice of BC that you could play at that level? Uh, I always wanted to, you know, be an NHL player, but uh, being a smaller player, you know, there's it's it's a lot harder. You know, you need to work a lot harder. You need to, you know, make sure you're 
you know, doing the little things right. And uh, I was fortunate enough after my junior year that Calgary offered to, to sign me. And uh, um, it was kind of hard to, to say no. But, uh, you know, I, I got the privilege to do it, and it was awesome, and I never looked back. You know, there was a question about whether or not you were going to turn pro, if I remember, after your sophomore year. And yeah, you, my sophomore right? year, they offered me a contract as well, and my younger brother was coming in as a freshman that year so for my junior year, and uh, I really wanted the opportunity to play with him. Um, and it was uh, a pretty special experience getting to play with him. We got to win a bean bot together, and uh, our team had a really good year. We lost in the semifinals, but uh, it was it was important for me to to play a year with him before I signed. And uh, it's something that you know, looking back on, it was uh, it was a really cool experience. It sounds like Justin Herbert did the same thing at uh, the University of Oregon before he got drafted by the Chargers. He decided to stay one more year to play with his uh, younger brother. By the way, somebody won the Hobie Baker Award that year. Um, uh, who was that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got to win that. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I had my whole team there. I got to win it in in Philadelphia too, where my whole family's from uh, around that area. You know, bunch of friends and, and everything. And Calgary flew in, watched me win it, and and then I signed with them. You know, right after I won the award. So it was uh, it was a really cool experience there, getting to win that with so many you know close people and so many people I care about. Yeah, see, I, you, know, you and your brother have a bond that's going to last forever, man. It's really amazing to hear some of these stories. You know, your mom wanted you to stay for another year and graduate. Um, why did you feel at that time you were ready to move on? Yeah, I, I think I went, I did a lot of summer classes throughout my years at Boston College, and I knew if I did sign, you know, it wouldn't be that difficult to eventually get my degree. And my mom always really wanted me to get my degree. So, you know, as I signed, I told her, you know, I'm only, you know, five, six courses away. So, you know, I can, my brother's there during the summers, and I can go back there and see some of my old teammates. I can work out there, and I can do a couple courses. And ultimately, uh, I ended up getting my degree, and she's super happy about that. But um, I just finished it, actually, last year. And uh, But uh, ultimately, you know, I think it was the best for, for me personally was to sign and go to the next level. And uh, promised my mom I'd still get my degree, and, and, and I did. Yeah, you got to keep mom happy. There's no question about that. All right, we'll be right back for more with the NHL's Mr. Excitement, Johnny Gaudreau, after these messages. You're watching Game Time with Boomer Esiason. Welcome back, everyone, as we continue with Johnny Gaudreau of the Calgary Flames. Now, when he reported to his first summer camp as a fourth-round draft pick back in 2011, Flames staffers initially thought he was just another fan seeking autographs, much like I felt about Wayne Corbett when he first stepped in a huddle with me, Johnny. That had to be somewhat embarrassing. Did they at least apologize to you? Yeah, they. I mean, I'm still with a lot of them that were there the, that first summer, and few of them thought I was a stick boy, a few of them thought I was just a fan. So, um, you know, they always give me a hard time about it still. But it's, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. I mean, I was, I, I would have been fine being a stick boy at that point. I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm, you know, in Calgary in the NHL locker room. So, but uh, they, they thought it was a great story. 
All right, so three years later, you finally come back to Calgary after you win the Hobie Baker, you get on a plane and everything else. You play one game immediately upon signing with them. And in that first game of yours, your first shot of your career, I think only four other or five other guys have ever done this in the NHL, you score a goal. Sign of things to come? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, just looking back on it, uh, I kind of got lucky. My stick was on the ice. I hit off my stick and went in and... I just remember, you know, I had Boston College teammates and friends watching back at BC. I had all my buddies from home watching at home. And after the game, my phone has a million texts. And it was just one of the, it was just crazy. And I had all summer kind of just look back at it and and realize how cool it was. And um, then the next year, uh, I made the team and and it was was really cool. You know, perhaps the biggest change that uh, unleashed your abilities in my estimation watching hockey all these years uh, was what happened in 2017 when the NHL really cracked down on slashing and I'm wondering if the Flames lobbied for that and did you sense an immediate change in the the opportunities that you had in the game when they started to crack down on slashing yeah it definitely was something uh, the league kind of looked at Uh, I think I broke my finger that year from a slash and I was out for you know four weeks there and I think a few other guys you know broke a couple bones there from slashes and they realized you know you know it's it's a little bit harder you know make plays and hold on the puck when you have guys you know clamping down on your your arms and wrist and stuff so they looked at it and they and I could definitely tell you know I had a little bit more time with the puck I can make plays I keep my head up and not you don't have to worry about a guy coming down with a hundred and foot 100 flex you know right on my wrist so it definitely helped a lot so you know the amazing thing is you've won the hobie baker 2017 you win the lady bing award because you know how to stay away from people and just be a really nice guy i guess on the ice to just score goals and walk off with a smile on your face uh you know have you ever just once wanted to go and fight somebody i mean like just go and tear some guy's head off yeah, a few times, but, you know, I realize I'm probably not going to win that battle if I take my gloves off. So <laughs> I'm going to keep them on and try not to stay in the box for five extra minutes and try to put the puck in the net to, to make them a little bit mad. But uh, there's times for sure I'm like, geez, you know, I wish I could fight just a little bit better and <laughs> I might be able to. So maybe at, at some point in my career, I'll, I'll see what happens. But uh, Hey, come on, you know, man. You're a South time. Jersey kid. You could fight, man. If you had to fight, you could fight. And by the way, being a South Jersey kid and growing up at Holydale Rink, uh, is that where the silky mitts came from, the dazzling deeks and the dangles when you're on that ice by yourself? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, growing up in the summer times, uh, you know, instead of, you know, going to my buddy's house and hanging out and playing video games, my dad and Red in the rink. So I could invite, you know, five, six of my buddies in the summertime to come, you know, skate on the rink all day. And my buddy's parents didn't need babysitters or anything because my dad was watching them on the <laughs> ice with us. So it was it was awesome. My dad had the rink and all my buddies came and we would every day in the summer, you know, go out on the ice and you know, you know, play hockey. So it was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. And not only was it awesome, it's paid off. All right. We'll break away for a quick timeout and then return to put Johnny on the spot right after this, which Johnny was a hall of fame quarterback who is a three time NFL MVP for the then Baltimore Colts. Come on now. Number 19. Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. 
Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds. Protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. Welcome back to Game Time with Boomer Esiason. We're back with Johnny Gaudreau about whom Calgary teammate Blake Coleman said he's a rock star. He looks like he's playing pond hockey with a bunch of his 13-year-old buddies. It's fun to watch, and I'm sure it is, Johnny. And I'm, you know, you've really found your game. You're becoming one of the really renowned stars in the league. So I know how much you love to compete. And now that you're a college graduate, uh, we have a little game here on Game Time that we like to call the Johnny Challenge. Are you up for it? Yeah, let's give it a try. All right, great. Here we go. Name the Johnny who trademarked the nickname Johnny Football while playing for Texas A&M. Johnny Manziel. Yes. Which Johnny was a Hall of Fame quarterback who is a three-time NFL MVP for the then Baltimore Colts? Come on now. Number 19. Oh, jeez. Black Um, high tops. Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. All right. Yes. All right. So this one could be right in your wheelhouse. This Johnny is an Academy Award nominated actor, is famous for playing Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Name him. Johnny Depp. There you go. Okay. This country music icon was known as the man in black. And like his name suggests, he was money at the box office. Who is he? Johnny Cash. Yes. Very good. I'm proud of you. This famous Chuck Berry song has been covered by many artists and by the character Marty McFly in the movie Back to the Future. Who is the title Johnny that is implored to go? Not sure. <laughs> Johnny B. Good. That's who it is. And you know what? You are Johnny B. Good, and I appreciate you sitting by and, and going through this painstaking task of answering those questions. I appreciate it, Johnny. Have a great rest of the season. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Say hi to your mother, Jane, for me. Yes, I will for sure. All righty. Our thanks to Johnny Gaudreau and for you joining us today and to all of you out there watching on Boomer and Science. And I'll see you again real soon right here on Game Time. The side, Monaghan. Back to Chris Green. Slams one towards the goal. Tipped in by Johnny Goudreau. His first NHL game. He's got his first NHL goal. And Calgary's on the board. The tallest guy in the game gets an assist on the shortest guy in the game.